You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Now, if you haven't had the opportunity to stop into your local Interstate Batteries retail store and talk with a battery specialist, you need to do that because these guys are very knowledgeable about every kind of battery, hence the name Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera to your range finder, any battery that you need, these guys can help you find. Even if it's a specific, unique, one-off battery, these guys can help you find what you need. If you want to find out more information on Interstate Batteries, about their brand, about their history, about the company in general, and all the batteries they offer, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Jordan Christensen, part owner of The Draw, is on the show. We discuss what The Draw has to offer, hunt plans, my experience in using the services The Draw has to offer, the Kids Apply Free program, and more. I hope you enjoy the show. You are listening to Tales from the Field, presented by Outdoor Edge. Stories, tips, tactics, and in-depth conversations coming to you from industry leaders. Let's get into the show. Today I have Jordan Christensen on with The Draw. How's it going today, Jordan? It's outstanding. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to kind of discussing what the draw is and what y'all offer and um kind of kind of a a diy hunter myself's perspective on the draw and how you guys have been super helpful in in my tag applications and all that stuff so um jordan why don't you kind of give everybody a little bit uh of your background and and then we'll jump into the draw yeah absolutely so um i live in Southern New Mexico. I actually uh, grew up in central Utah. Zach um, was there up until about 18, joined the military, uh, did that for about six years, um, kind of cruised all over the world. Uh, And uh, when I got done with that, settled here in in southern New Mexico, um, uh, I had learned how to do taxidermy uh, through an apprenticeship when I was, uh, you know, pretty young and kind of started a taxidermy studio down here in New Mexico. Um, it was a really unique scenario because of the Oryx hunts that happened, the free range uh, Oryx slash Gemsbuck that they have in New Mexico. And they make all the hunters go in one way and they make them all come out one way. And back then there was like 12 different hunts a year with a hundred guys per weekend. 
Um, so, uh, unbeknownst to me, like you couldn't have landed in a better spot if you're a guy trying to kind of get your name out there. Uh, hundred once in a lifetime animals are coming out that gate. Lots of guides and outfitters, lots of out of state hunters, all these different things. And you just never know what God's getting you ready for. And, uh, over about nine years, um, I, I was out there uh, on white sands and, and through being out there, I started making lots of relationships with just hunters and, uh, lots of outfitters. And that kind of progressed pretty quickly into where I was guiding uh, a lot. And I mean, you've talked like there was a few years there, uh, prior to having kids that if I wasn't if I didn't have somebody in my truck, 150, 200 days a year, I was just furious, right? Like that's all I cared about. That's all I wanted to do from Texas to Arizona, Utah, Colorado, lots of New Mexico. Just, I wanted to hunt. I was uh, from high fence hunting down in Texas in the spring, especially for a taxidermist, right? Like that's like the end of the rainbow. Guys are shopping for extremely expensive home decor uh, with their gun. <laughs> And, and then all the way through, all the way through just normal hunting seasons. Uh, I used to hunt the Kaibab in Arizona every year. I missed that a lot. I used to live in a wall tent for like 30 days a year hunting some of the biggest deer in the country. Um, and, uh, and so I've been doing that a long time and, uh, I end up, you know, getting a job offer from Cabela's to move. Uh, I just got married. I had a two-year-old little boy. You know, they were using words that I'd never heard before, like retirement and insurance and things like that. And I'm, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. And, and so I ended up like closing down everything. Um, and I moved up to Nebraska and I was there uh, through the Bass Pro uh, Cabela's transition. Um, and, you know, a lot of things had changed. And so I kind of moved to my wife is from southern New Mexico. I moved back down here. A few years ago, uh, went back to guiding, waited out my non-compete, and and started drawing. What I was doing at, at Cabela's was was exactly what I still am doing today, which is consulting, uh, particularly with a, a focus on uh, Western uh, hunting applications and or I guess just hunting applications. If there's a a place that has some sort of draw associated with it, uh, we try our hardest to know everything there is to know about any of them anywhere they're at and what they entail and i still learn some all the time i found out there's a sandbar hunt in florida on saint lucia island the other day which like has like a horrible success rate and it sounds miserable and i'm totally psyched about it because it's like some brand new little gem that i found that has a draw for an, you know a crazy adventure to go on but yeah that's what i geek out on um I all day every day I continue to learn and study and and I've been doing it now uh pretty much for about 8 years uh 7 8 years uh and no that's not true so about I guess I'm going into my 7th year um and I really enjoy helping people kind of avoid the pitfalls like what I'm addicted to and and the, how aggressive I am at all this stuff is so far different than 9 out of 10 guys that I'm working with, it's, uh, it's all about kind of, uh, understanding your goals and then understanding the different state systems to a point that you can actually build a plan around it and start executing it 
and, and taking a lot of the randomness out of it um, and, and still finding success. Right. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a big portion of it. Um, as, especially as I'm learning, you know, as you know, now the, the more you've got to know me, my whole point in applying for a tag is apply for one I think I can get. Um, I've never really, you know, yeah, it's cool. There's on strip and all that stuff, but I've never looked at that and thought I have to hunt that before I die. My, my hunting career or hunting life will not be fulfilled unless I hunt the Arizona Strip. I've never thought that. Uh, Honestly, I've never even thought that about something like a mountain goat or a mountain sheep. I I just want to go, you know? Um, But even with just wanting to go, uh, talking with you and learning about other opportunities and everything like that, it has really opened my eyes um, to how much having even... uh, a plan that is a high draw rate plan um, as opposed to, you know, planning way out in the future. Um, it, it's really opened my eyes to how much that can help. Um, so, you know, covering different things to look for, uh, maybe different seasons, different units, different states, all that kind of stuff, uh, covering that with you because like the amount of stuff that you know about about all that is is kind of mind-boggling honestly uh but it's it's really opened my eyes to the opportunities that that I would be more than happy with that I can get really frequently if not every year uh but wasn't stuff that I really even knew about until I started talking with you sure i mean it's just like uh, you know i definitely I would stress like one of the misconceptions of myself and guys doing what I do is, uh, you know, we live in such a, an amazing time um, with the, how available information is. And, and uh, I think anybody could probably know what I know and do what I do. If you got an opportunity that the only thing you did uh, in your work hours per day and to be honest, even past work hours, because I can't help it. I just really have a passion for it. It is just studying, studying, right? The information is out there. Um, there's a lot of resources that you can tap into to learn, but it, but the, what, what you might take hours to research one topic, typically with a five minute phone call, I can get you pointed in the right direction and, or, and, and just take some of that out. And I think the draw as a general rule, like that's kind of what we focus on, right? We're very much a customer service type product and focused on creating a very easy path to something that, it, you know, I tell guys all the time, um, you know, at some point in time you end up, uh, if, if things have gone well, uh, hiring somebody to mow your yard, right? Because your time is worth more than the time it requires to mow your yard. And so I hate you, mowing my yard. Yeah, and or you hate it, right? <laughs> and and I think that submitting applications is kind of the same thing, right? Like either you have the time to research and do all of it and make sure you keep up with the deadlines and, and, and understand the new changes to, to the different laws and all the different things that are happening state by state. And you have a passion like myself. And I think there's lots of guys who do. Um, and, and, and if those guys even have a question, like I'm all about it, like have them call me. 
Um, and, and maybe I can help. Maybe I can't because maybe they know more than I do. I don't know, but they, but usually I can get a guy pointed in a pretty quick direction. And at the end of the day, if you just simply find that keeping up with the deadlines, keeping up with the research and all of that is too time constraining, uh, versus what you're doing for a living or your family time or whatever it is, we become the solution to that problem, right? We, we become uh, uh, an avenue that you can you can lean on so that you're still accomplishing what you want to you're not missing deadlines you're applying for places that have reason and 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 uh you know that are achieving or getting closer to the goals that you're that you've set for yourself um without uh you know and, and it's uh, sometimes uh, some of some of the guys especially if i've worked with them for a few years for all intents and purposes, uh, I, I prefer longer conversations. You know that. Like, I'm a talker. I'll talk your freaking ear off. But <laughs> but some guys are, truly are that busy, right? Like, they don't want to talk for an hour. They they, they have a plan. We're, we're executing a plan. We, we connect for 20, 30 minutes, uh, you know, a couple times a year at most. And, and, and they don't have to worry about it. It's just happening. And then and they're still getting all of the benefit from the application side of things without having to invest tons and tons of time or money uh, into into getting it all accomplished for themselves. But, yeah, it's um, that's uh, that's it. And it doesn't matter if guys are DIY or they know they want to go guided or anything like that. Like there's such a, these these point systems and application systems for for all intents and purposes are so mature now. That, that their maturity has created complexities uh, that that you really have if you're not if you're seeing it through a tunnel with just your own applications or you and your buddy's application it's very hard to have context when you start getting a 10,000 foot view uh, and you're putting in hundreds thousands of applications a year uh, not hundreds of thousands but hundreds or thousands I guess is probably the best way to say that um, you truly start to see patterns. You see things differently and you can start making adjustments to, to, you know, capitalize on, on those. Um, and for a guy like yourself, Zach, like your hunt plan, as straightforward as it is, is I want to go hunting as often as I can every year. Right. Like that's pretty much your hunt plan. Right. Um, it, there is a lot of complexities with a plan like that, you know, and uh, I always say there's like a jump rope swinging through the air starting in December and kind of it, it comes full circle, uh, maybe the middle of June and there's all sorts of deadlines to apply and there's all sorts of results. And a guy like yourself, that your hunt plan, we're adjusting constantly through that process. We're not trying to put it in a box in December and say, okay, this is our plan. This is how we're going to go about it because at, we're being uh, we're reacting to different draw results. So we we're going to tee it up with a few of them a year that are are a hundred percent chance of drawing. We've you know we've looked at the odds. We we're planning on it. Uh, if everything stays similar to consistent to what it's been, we bank on those. But then there's a lot of things out there that do have some level of luck involved in them. And that's that's what we we navigate so that we don't end up having something special come down the pipeline uh, with an overlapping season date 
or or you know maybe even too in in too close of proximity to each other i i have even this morning i was on the phone with a gentleman you know and i ask a question a lot of times zach is in a 10-year period um if you could choose uh without any variables attached to it to go hunting um out of state for a western species probably uh more focused on deer elk and antelope uh as a general rule like how many times would you go what species would be the most uh important one to to be hunting and no matter what the answer to that question is I can, you know, I, this guy says, I want to hunt deer and elk every year for the next 10 years. And he doesn't want to be spending thousands of dollars on vouchers and landowner permits. So we're going to build him a hunt plan that he's going to have a deer and an elk hunt every, every year with a draw process involved in it. And, and, the, and then the real trick isn't to just get in this rut of, of the same thing over and over and over again, because that even that is becoming harder and harder to do. It's that there is some level of progression happening because what, what makes us happy, what fires us up, what gets us going right now is pretty unlikely to be the same. If we found success over that 10 years to be the same at the end of the 10 years, right? Like we're going to want something better or different or, or whatnot. And with a real hunt plan and, and really diving into what our goals are and trying to look through that crystal ball, we can address all of that stuff and, and, and be executing a plan, not just grabbing a handful of darts every year and throwing it at the wall and praying that our dreams fall out. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's so many guys have that method. And unfortunately, it just doesn't culminate to, to what they were hoping for very often. Right, exactly. And and that you I think you said it really well, you know, if you go on a hunt and your goal is to shoot an animal with a bow. You know, that that's yep. that's an awesome goal and it's and it's pretty tough, honestly. Um and you make that happen. The next year I would assume for for the majority of people, there's some people out there that it's this not this way, but I would assume for the majority of people, um they no longer just want to shoot a animal with a bow. They now want a four by four with a bow. And then mm-hmm. after that, it is a 150 inch four by four, maybe 108. Who knows where it'll go from there. But I mean, you couldn't have really said that better. I would assume just like you that once, you know, once you, that itch has been scratched, it's a bigger itch. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Uh, I think, you know, once you've, uh, have a stack of antlers in your garage you know so big you can't run and jump over it i think you know a, a lot of listeners right from the midwest and the east and uh, uh and, and things like that um you know they kind of have that going on in whitetail right and maybe some of them have even got to where they've killed some extremely impressive whitetails and that it just has faded and now it's they they need they're finding that same adrenaline, uh, you know, maybe clear back into a, a, a three-year-old bull elk, right? Just a raghorn bull right. fires them up. You know, like there is still an intensity. I, uh, it, I I tell guys I'm exactly the opposite, right? Like I'm kind of an anomaly. I've been to Africa, the Arctic Circle, Alaska, 
uh, I mean, I've been all around the world uh, prior to hunting whitetails. And for me personally right now, um, it does take a rather special mule deer or elk uh, to get me to where my heart's beating. Uh, and it creates even some stuff like some my drive for that has subsided definitely because of of some of the special stuff that I've got to be a part of over the years. But you put a 140 inch whitetail in front of me and, and I might miss, like I'm a mess. Like if, uh, if it's the right scenario and, and I had to watch that deer come from a ways out, I'm just sitting in the stand helpless waiting for it to come to where I can have an opportunity. I, I'm a wreck. And, and, and it's a lot, the opposite for guys, for a lot of guys that I talk to is that, that's where they cut their teeth that they've kind of gone through a full progression in that species and they are looking for that adrenaline and they find it out West and, or, you know, in different facets and some go over the ocean. But a lot of guys I talk to, I guess probably because that's what I do is they look towards the West or Alaska or whatnot. And, and, and they're, all they're doing really is just looking for that adrenaline. Again, they're looking for that, that, oh my gosh, feeling again that they used to have when they were young with a nice white tail and it's just kind of subsided now and they're, and they're doing whatever they can to find that again. Calling all elk hunters. Do you want to go on a free archery elk hunt in Colorado? Here is your chance. Outdoor Edge is giving away a free archery elk hunting trip. To enter the drawing, go to OutdoorEdge.com and click on Elk Hunt Giveaway. Again, that is OutdoorEdge.com and click on Elk Hunt Giveaway. Now, let's get back to the show. Yeah, you know, Jordan, I, I agree with that. And and I think, too, even, even with myself, where I am looking, you know, along the lines of I'm much more interested in in just going hunting, um, especially as my son's getting older. And and just like we discussed, right, as as you're getting older, your thoughts of what you're wanting out of the hunt completely changes. And, I, you know, I've hunted uh, several states now for, gosh, the last four years or something, and, and I completely agree with you where, you know, the first time I went to that state, it was like, hey, it is literally my sole goal to come here and shoot an animal with my bow. Um, I'm not really overly worried about antler size. I'm not really worried about age. I just want to watch my arrow fly through the air and kill an animal. That's my goal. Um, yep. And then I make that happen. So then the following year, like you said, it's it's basically a progression. And you're like, okay, so this year I now want it to be X, whatever that, whatever that might be. Um, so when, you know, when, when you have somebody like myself, um, as opposed to somebody that, so I, I guess, how do you approach it when somebody is completely different than me and they come up to you and I would, I would venture to guess, I mean, obviously, again, you tell me, tell me what it is on your end, but I would venture to guess that more people call you. And they're like, hey, I really want to hunt X amount of states a year, but I, I really want to hunt a mountain goat or a moose or I want to hunt 
I don't know, the Arizona Strip, for for lack of better terms. I, it, do more people call you with kind of that want as opposed to my want? And um, yeah, I would say um, definitely a little bit more of that. I think as a general rule, a lot of guys, uh, I guess there's probably two genres that I would put the bulk of the calls that I get into. And one of them is is somebody who is wanting to get into Western big game hunting, right? Um, they may not be hunting every single year. They may not be uh, going after the same species every year, and they might even have a year or two in between hunts. They may be DIY. They may be going fully guided when they draw, but but they want to go off. You know, they just want to like get started with it. I would say that's the bulk of them. Um, I get one out of 10 guys that it's, it's not about simply going because they love going. It's that, um, what do I got to do to have a chance at some of the very best, hardest stuff to draw the Henry Mount, the Arizona strip, the Kyabab, you know, the, these just famous, more famous units. And, And those are very different conversations, right? Because once we start going down that path, we're not necessarily, uh, trying to put a hunt together we're simply trying to have a lightning strike or where there's no plan around hunting the Arizona strip, unless you can stroke a check for 400 grand. Uh, and if you can, great, I can help you set that up. But, but it's not about a plan at that point. It's just getting a little bit more context and, and having a 10,000 foot view of what it is that you're investing in at that point. And all you really are investing in, uh, is simply uh, your name. It's almost like having a raffle ticket. It's just my, our name is in the hat, and we're maybe we will beat that less than one percent odds of drawing and get to go on one of these amazing hunts. I also find that there's a lot of guys that want to go hunting as often as they can, or, or and and put a hunt plan together like that. And then once you kind of explain the context of some of those long shots. They still, you know, so be it. It is what it is. They, the, but they want to get involved and at least have their shot at it because every year crazy stuff happens. I mean, I, I drew two guys in Arizona for an archery tag this year with three points that typically takes 19, right? It takes two decades typically to, to draw that in a max point pool in Arizona. And instead, they beat them. They, they, they're going with, uh, it's only the fourth year that they've applied and, and they're headed on one of the best elk hunts in the country. And it's because they chose to invest that way and see if they could get lucky. Um, they're both pretty aggressive in their hunt plans. They have some like kind of airtight stuff and then they have, uh, their, their long shots. And this particular year, they hit one of those long shots cause they were in it, you know, as a general rule, sheep and moose, uh, at least in the lower 48 sheep, moose and goat in the lower 48 is very much a similar context. It's not really about uh, a finish line anymore. It's about understanding what all the options are associated with those species. And then finding that comfortable spot uh, that we feel like we want to invest in maybe someday being the lucky one in those arena or in with, with those uh, or in those arenas and in those opportunities. So it's, it's honestly what I do all day, every day, Zach, is it's a lot more about just educating a guy, right? Like I want to learn about his goals, what keeps him up at night, what's his driving force, like 
where what's at the top of his bucket list. And then my goal is once I start getting a context about that is to help educate him so that if he's going to invest in it, one thing or the other, he truly has context of what his investment is and, and has a very real understanding that just because we, you know, I, I mean, I, I use myself as an example all the time. My dad was rather visionary and got me started uh, very young. And I've, I hit 20 plus years on applications this year. I'm only 37 years old and, and I've got 20 plus years of applying. And those some of those opportunities uh, still have a less than 1% chance of drawing. So in my mind, that's not a plan. That's They can call it a, a draw. They can call it, they can give you points. They can do all these different things with it. But it, it might as well be a raffle ticket, right? It's just, and some raffle tickets are truly raffle tickets and others, you have to buy a hunting license uh, uh, prior to buying, quote unquote, your, we call them applications. But on some of these applications, that's all it boils down to. And as long as you know that, it, it, it's very different than when a guy calls me. You know, I get this call a few times that has 10, you know, 10 years in one state or the other. And it's like, why haven't I drawn? And depending on the state, depending on what he's applying for, it can be a hard conversation because he just has never understood fully what he was investing in. And and then to find out that it, it's a very long-term goal that, that he didn't understand. It's like all that time, all those years. And I wish I would have done something different. Um, so that's probably the main, uh, the main bulk of people. The other one just in a real quick snap is sheep, right? guys want to hunt sheep and and we stay very focused on sheep and we we go over sheep 101 give them the context educate them on what is happening in, in all the different opportunities associated with that and then help them uh to, at, at some level or the other uh get started in trying to to get a sheep hunt lined up and sometimes even those guys once they know it's depending on the person they just like it, they don't I don't see them walk away ever uh, all the way, but they maybe they forego the draw processes. Right. And they just start, uh, you know, we, we start looking at hunts that we can just buy and go because of how difficult uh, the odds can be. But at least they know now. Right. They're, they've got context to their decision. Right. Absolutely. And that's that's something that, you know, the sheep deal and stuff like that, like like you say, you got to got to know at what point it's time to just cut your losses and and if if it's truly like a life goal then you're gonna have to cut your losses and figure out how to make it happen in in another way um and and if you're going to invest some you know then then where do we get the best bang for our buck right obviously the places that i've been started young 20 points plus and still at a less than one percent probably not the best place to start right like that makes no sense so we so we <laughs> under yeah we get we get a little education on if we're only going to do a little bit here or a little bit there where is our dollar best spent and 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 we help guys understand that yeah absolutely well you know we have about uh 5 minutes left here and one thing that i i just want to tell real quick quickly you know kind of at, from a guy that used to apply for everything himself what you guys have done for me and then i'd love for you to just touch real quick on how people can get started with you and what you kind of need from them and how they can get a hold of you guys and all that kind of stuff so 
Like, sure. you know, my, my uh, experience with you is there have been several times in the past that I had, you know, whether it be well, it got busy or forgot or whatever else, and I missed the draw deadline. And <clears throat> with you guys helping me out, that didn't happen anymore, which is, in my opinion, is a huge bonus because I didn't look back and go, oh, well, call up the dang state and be like, hey, what happened? And, and they'll, oh, well, the application extended yesterday. So that didn't happen anymore, which I found was a huge bonus. Um, and then just talking with you and discussing different options, different plans and everything along those lines really made that um, a very beneficial experience for me. So that, that's some ways that, it can, that you, know, you guys can help the DIY hunter. So what about, you know, how can people get a hold of you? How, how simple is it to get started with you guys? And what's kind of that process look like? Sure, sure. So the one real quick thing that I figured I'd throw in here to Zach is, uh, um, and we've talked about this a little bit before, is our Kids Apply Free program too, right? So if we've got an adult in our program, you're looking to get your kids started down a different path. There's some amazing opportunities and definitely a lot easier on the budget to get them started, whether it's because we want to go hunting now or we're looking to just kind of build a foundation for them to push off of as they as they get older. Um, we don't charge for uh, kids under 18. Uh, obviously, the states have some level of, of uh, investment that you have to do, but we don't. Uh, we don't have any fees associated with taking care of the kids on that once we've got an adult in the program. So um, if you happen to have kids and you want to learn more, definitely uh, give us a call. And so the best way to reach out to us and kind of how this process works is uh, you can either jump online to thedraw.com. You'll see a button in the center of the screen that says apply for hunts today. Um, You can fill out uh, an information uh, card right there. and, and it will submit a lead to us that uh, a consultant will follow up with you and, and uh, start kind of going over your goals and dreams. You can give us a call at 575-222-1234, and we'll get back with you if we don't happen to pick up, um, and we'll get that information as well uh, so we can get started and, and kind of go over your goals and your plans, uh, and or you can even reach out to us over direct message uh, follow us on uh, at we are the draw for Instagram or the draw uh, on Facebook and uh, you can DM us there we monitor all of that type of stuff um, and uh, there's even like a chat function on our website if you've got a few quick questions um, so really uh, however is easiest for you you can get on your phone and, and engage us a lot of different ways and we can kind of start this process of, uh, of really understanding what your goals are, what your vision is, and then we'll help you understand the fastest way to get there and the most efficient way of getting there. That's awesome, Jordan. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time today to hop on the podcast and kind of discuss the ins and outs of the draw, as well as give some helpful insight on you know, what, what are some good things to be looking out for and good things to do. And I look forward to hopefully, hopefully having you back on the podcast in the future. Yeah, for sure, man. As we kind of shift uh, through hunting season and then uh, get towards application season, 
Uh, I mean, gosh, there's all sorts of topics we can kind of go through why and why not on some of the different states uh, that guys might, may or may not want to jump into different stuff. And uh, I always appreciate our time. I, these conversations are fun for sure. Thank you for listening in. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. We hope to have you tuning in for the next episode.